I think I'm gonna be a little selfish with this mix right here since this is one of my favorite, one of my favorite artists. So you qualify. One Jim Jones. Shit getting out of hand. Shit getting out of hand. Shit getting out of hand, man. I'm puffing my weed and these niggas, they mad. I'm fronting this season. As far as they hoes, they want me to see them. I fuck them and then they don't want me to leave them. And the I twist them, I sex What you know about this? They call me, they miss me, they stress Jones. I call them, they miss me, they stress Jones. They saying that shit that'll kill you. I'm rich now, this kid look familiar. What the street saying? I think these niggas broke and they ain't getting money. They can't cap the cars with no rules when they can't sign Stick up kids, scheming, can't take nothing from me. What, 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 what you wanna do, Johnny? I had to go to the mixtape, Jim Jones. in my street. It was like the money caught a hold of us and, and we didn't have no other choice. Oh, yeah. And we, when we couldn't get it, it was like... Ever. We were Who taught better shit than Jim Jones, man? Honestly. True. But this is what this life was about. And we still going through it every day. Lord knows. Ain't easy being Jimmy. Still speeding up and home while I'm leaning in the Benny. Niggas think I'm balling. Watch niggas scheming. Listen to this dude talk the most shit ever. You said you wanted the truth, so I solemnly swear that the truth be told. I'm thugging to the day I die. It's Dipset. It's more than just music now. Dipset. To wear life. It's more than the 200 years of blood, sweat, and tears. Understand me? For all my balls, my day crawls. It's bigger than Nino Brown. Take a walk, let's slide. Take a journey with your boy, let's Free Max B. Charlemagne, here we go. So let, me go this, let me go to this classic right here. My homie Cash only gone for five. Send my prayers, do your thing, I'll be gone for mine. Shit. We live life to the fullest. 365 nights on the strike, that's a bullet shit. And Uncle Ricky got him off with some change. And it feels like a garbage truck is dumping the pain. All on my shoulders, I'm warning my soldiers. The nights get chilly, the morning much colder. I've seen summers get cold And niggas do it up until the point And that they done and they fold They can't succumb to the cold Dipset forever Spin up North Sin just like some fucking lost kittens They get locked up for carrying boys Doing time on the ground up and marrying boys Shit, I respect you Do your time like Dottie And come home like that marrying boy Holla I had to for one Jim Jones Shout out to Jim Jones, a fucking legend <laughs> in my motherfucking book. Dip set all day, every day. I might get a tattoo while we talking. <laughs> Shout out to Jim Jones. Shout out to Jim Jones, man. And, and, and think about Jim Jones's career. It's kind of crazy because of all the Dipset members, 
you would suspect Tim Lease to have like the longest career, but he really ended up being the one who lasted the longest. Mm-hmm. No, you would have thought Cameron, Jewel, uh, Joel Santana, even maybe a hell rel would have had a much longer career, but he's the only one who's still kind of relevant, and he, which is kind of crazy, man. And he's actually better than all of them right at this moment. Oh, definitely. Like, like back then when you look at Jim Jones, he was, I, I don't want to call him the worst rapper because I liked him, but as far as his bars, he was probably at the bottom of the list. Yeah. But, but if you listen to him now, he probably got better bars than Cameron, and that's wild to say in 2021. Like, you would have never thought Jim Jones would have better bars than Cameron currently. Yeah, he was a hype man. He was doing cartwheels in, in Cameron's <laughs> old videos, man, in the background. <laughs> yeah. And now he's like, it, it's kind of like 2 chains and Ludacris in DT, uh, DTP, mm-hmm. where you, you, you saw 2 chains as kind of like a background member. He had some cool verses, but you never would have thought he would have overcome Ludacris and outshined everybody in that crew, but he did, so... Yeah. Crazy, man. Crazy. Yeah. I wasn't a big fan of Jim Jones at first, but I, I came around, man. I came yeah. around. He's actually a pretty dope MC. So Yeah, he I, I, he was always one of my favorites because he kind of came across as that rapper that don't give a fuck. Yeah. He'd come across and be like, whatever, I'm I'ma say whatever. I'm as long as it's fly. <laughs> and and he like I I don't know not one rapper that talked better shit than Jim Jones. That's true. Him, him, the best hype men in rap, period. Flavor Flav in the early days on Public Enemy. Diddy back in before Biggie got shot. Like, Biggie used to talk crazy shit on records, man. <laughs> yeah. It was hilarious. But after Biggie got shot, he kind of toned down a little bit. But yeah, Jim Jones is up there, man. Yeah. Plus the Koofy smack. <laughs> that that's that diatribe he had at the end of that Joel Santana song talking about he was gonna slap Nas's Koofy off. Mm. Hilarious. <laughs> the the weather reports are hilarious too. Yeah. Shaking that hand be Yeah, tapping his foot. <laughs> <laughs> we need one of those. Yeah, we got to talk about that because we have a, uh, we, we got to talk about this crazy weather storm, man. All this shit that's been going on. Uh, snow in Houston, snow in Texas. It was looking like a fucking winter wonderland, but things turn into a nightmare pretty quick, man. Yeah. People losing power, people losing water. We gonna get into that a little bit, but you know, first off, Jay Prince, tell the people what they're listening to right now, bro. The gems and juice. Yes, we are back at it. Y'all thought we was gonna take this week off, didn't y'all? Be honest. Y'all <laughs> thought we wasn't gonna come through the podcast, huh? Nah. <laughs> Rain, sleet, hail, snow, main. Slang doe e hydro man, we still in it. <laughs> yes, sir. We ain't going nowhere. We ain't going nowhere. Rain, sleet, hell, snow. We gonna give you all the content you crave, and we gonna be back at it no matter what, man. Well, for the most part, man. I'm gonna take time off it. <laughs> 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 uh, so first off, man, status check. I know everybody been going through it. Um, like we said, it's crazy winter storm. Uh, a lot of people lost power for days. Um, I think everybody pretty much is back on the grid now. Yeah. So it's a doing lot, doing it's a lot of people without water currently. Yeah. Because of the whole um I think it's still a boil alert in Houston as far as water. So yeah, it's a it's a bunch of people. I think relief gang out there um giving out um cases of water. So yeah, man. Hopefully we get all that back together. I, I didn't even think it would be this bad. <laughs> 
Me neither, man. And, and anybody who's who's trying to upsell the fucking water and the necessities, suck a dick, man. Y'all terrible. Don't Thanks. don't be boosting the prices because y'all because it's fucking scarce now, man. These people are some of the worst people in the fucking yeah. people robbing people now, going to their house pretending to be plumbers and shit. Niggas got to chill, man. Come on, yeah. dog. But that's that aside, man. So how, how have you been, Thicky? How was your experience during this whole winter storm? I know you you fled Cleveland thinking you was going to get away from this type of shit. <laughs> so uh how is your experience with the snow with the power outages man how how you been lately man wait side note before i get to that i felt like once i moved to houston i've been a part of mo- uh, some of the biggest disasters in houston because I, I, was, <laughs> I was down here for hurricane harvey i was down here for the um independence day flood um all type of different wild stuff this this snowstorm that just happened so it's, I don't know. I, I'm just like, man, like I, the, the year I, I decided to come down here and, you know, l- be here for good. I'm experiencing all this shit, man. But um, outside of that, man, I to it was it was I was blessed. I, I'll say that I was blessed that my power didn't go out for days and my water was out for days and stuff like that. Um, my. I think it was an experience for me because I had to work from home. And, you know, like the city said, we they didn't want us to drive at all. So I, I didn't want a chance to try to uh, drive to work when it was snow and black ice and all that stuff out there. So I worked from home. I, I kept my fingers crossed, hoping my power didn't go out. And it didn't go out until Tuesday. So um, Tuesday it went out. Uh, we wasn't really running a show. I had to run a show at um, – I want to say around 6 p.m. And it went out around 5.30 p.m. So I ended up chancing it going to the station. And it wasn't that bad. But throughout this whole time, I was really working my ass off. I was filling in for people who couldn't make it because of the um, the weather and the situations. So, um, yeah, man. It, like, me, a lot of people, I, get, I, I really don't take granted for my job now. Because during these times, I always feel good to work to make sure the station is still on air. Because at the end of the day, a lot of people don't have anything. But as long as you turn on that radio.com app and you can hear the you know station still going, that it kind of made me feel better about myself. It's like, man, I, I know I can't, you know, with my job, I can't really get out there. But kind of look at it as like a news reporter. Like, no matter what the situation is, the news reporters still be out there. They can't call in and say, hey, I can't make it, unless they really can't make it. But a lot of those news reporters, news anchors, they got to get to work somehow, even if they have to spend the night there. So um, this week was one of those type of situations for me. Yeah, man, I got to say, man, once again, you put the station on your back, bro, because I remember Hurricane Harvey um, I was actually working at the station more at that time, but I couldn't come into work. Yeah. And you, you were one of the people who just stayed there that entire time running the show pretty much 24 seven, man, running the station. So again, you did it again this time, man, like a crazy disaster happens and you're, you're the one guy who can make it and you're putting the station on its back, man. Honestly, like the state, like, look, producers don't get a lot of love at the station. That's no surprise by any, like, I'm not saying just about six, I'm saying anywhere. Yeah. You know, producers are like, you know, lower on the cast system anywhere you go. 
But man, the shit really goes through them. The people who who have to come through and you know, you don't get paid a whole lot. It's not a glamorous job pay wise, but like without them, like there ain't there ain't no going on air, bro. Yeah. Like and they, we he, and we actually experienced that, man, because it, I was the only producer and it would have been rough for me to work all three shows like that. So yes. we had, you know, we had our PD producing the morning show. We had our um like our chief engineer who haven't produced a show in like 11 years, <laughs> haven't ran a board in like 11 years, let alone produce a show. He had to step in. So it was it was really sh- it was really short, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, we had to get it done. Otherwise, the shows wouldn't have been on air. Yeah, a lot a lot of work goes into putting this stuff on air, man. There's a lot of stuff you don't hear or see. It ain't just the host talking. You know, it's a lot of people sacrificing to make sure that stuff goes. Like I just know, even working on the Texans games, man. Like there's so much going on behind the scenes that people don't know, mm-hmm. just to keep this shit on air when things go wrong. So. Yeah, yeah, definite unsung heroes out there, man. So if you hear of a producer, especially you know Figgy, give him this props when you see him, man. Tell him good job, good work. Give him donate, man. Give him, give him, give him a little something. <laughs> yeah, cause the, shit. Yeah. And the other thing is, I don't, I don't get paid extra for this. Yep. Like it's, it's not, it's not like I ain't, I ain't trying to pull back the curtain a lot, but like this is I, whatever I work is, you know, is what I work. So it's not like I'm getting paid overtime or getting a little extra. So it, it's motivating me to work. Like, no, nah, I'm not getting anything for this. <laughs> but, you know, I'm still willing to do it because, you know, I don't, I don't want the station to go off air like that. Yeah. I've, I've been thinking we need to put a donation link up in the podcast, man. It ain't, ain't going <laughs> to go to me. It's going to go to Figgy and Jasmine and mainly Figgy probably because he's the one who be busting his ass at work, man. So we gonna we gonna wait and make some work out. But good good job, man. Good job, of course, as always, putting the station on your back, doing the Greg Jennings with it. So congratulations, man. Glad glad everything is okay with you as well. Glad you're safe and warm. Yeah. Um so so me personally, I was also blessed. Um I didn't lose power. I think I lost it for about three hours on Tuesday. But that was about it, man. You know, I, I was worried more about, you know, I have a fireplace and I had a fire log, one left. So I was like, let me say this shit just in case things get really bad. Um, I have a friend in Austin who lost power for about three days, man. Damn. And I felt real bad for him because, number one, they got a whole lot more snow. And yeah. it was way cold over there, I think. And, yeah, he was without it for three days. I was hitting him up, making sure he was okay. He's like, man, I'm fucking cold. So I fell for him, but he eventually did get it back. I think he lost water for a while, too. Um, my parents lost power for about a day, but they got it back pretty soon, luckily. So we lucked out, man. I know people who were without power still to this day, honestly. Yeah. Like, there are some people who just got fucked over in this shit. Mm-hmm. While certain people going to fucking Cancun to escape <laughs> and, and go on vacation. People out here struggling, man. So. Yeah. Shit's crazy, man. I- I'm glad everything's better now. Things are getting better, but yeah, we somebody somebody got to pay, man. Somebody got to pay for this shit, dog. Yeah. Like, what do you think the problem was? Like, w- like what happened with this? Like, what what could they did that would make this uh, better? I guess. Well, it's and I'm not the person to ask because I, I read through some things, but I didn't really retain the information because it, I didn't really <laughs> it didn't really make a whole lot of sense to me. And so I'm like, OK, 
But basically, from what I understand, Texas is separate from the rest of the nation in how they run their power grid. And because of that, things are more limited when things go bad. You know, you can't borrow power from anywhere else because we have our own like power system, I guess, or power grid. Mm. And I think it was more the fact that a lot of the generators like got hit hard by the cold and the snow and the shit and they shut off. And it was a power with the distribution of the power to the uh, to people. And apparently from what they're saying is by shutting off people's power for a few days, it saved everybody, Mm. you know, because if they didn't, then the whole state would have went dark and it probably would have been like that for a couple months, they said. Mm, So I don't know if that's just them trying to cover their tracks, Mm. but that's what they've been saying. They've been saying like, okay, we had to do this because if we didn't, then we would have been fucked for a whole lot longer. Yeah. Okay. So (laughs) it's unfortunate. And also you look at the demographics of the people who got hit hard too, and it's like, okay, you know, the downtown Houston was all lit up while all the surrounding neighborhoods were all fucked up. So, yeah, it was unfortunate, but I don't know. RIP to anybody who lost their life, unfortunately, in this cold yeah. um, and, and had to suffer through it. I know people, I talked to somebody at the grocery store who said he ain't had a hot meal in like three days. Damn. So it, it was it was tough, man. But people in this town are resilient. We gonna make it back. But like I said, somebody got to pay for this shit, man. Ted Cruz, I don't. We don't get political on this podcast. I know, but Ted Cruz got to get the fuck out of here, man. What yeah. the fuck was that, dog? Yeah. You don't. You don't go to Cancun while your people are suffering, man. Yeah. If you want to do that shit, you should not be in politics. Be something else. But you cannot be a representative of the people and leave when your people are starving, dying, cold as fuck. Mm-hmm. And go to Cancun in Mexico, man. No, yeah, you can't that's do that some, shit. Yeah, excuse my language, but that's some pussy shit, man. It is. You take man. off and run. Like I respect the politics. I respect people like, like um, the mayor of Houston, who at least stick around and yeah, and he'll sit in the dark too <laughs> with his people. Like, nah, don't jump ship. Don't jump on a plane and go somewhere. Uh, go to Mexico, out of all places. Yeah, and the thing is, like, I would have been fine with it if he just sent his whole family and didn't go himself it's the fact that he went himself and he was planning to stay for the whole weekend Mm -hmm. and he was gonna come back when his shit was over fuck that man yeah yeah if you want to make sure your your family's safe i can't knock you for that yeah a lot of people yeah a lot of people been doing that they would um send their family to whoever got power and they'll just stick stick around that the man would stick around at the house and make sure everything is cool but exactly nah nah, man they ain't gonna try to say something my daughter's one of the vacation while school was out for the yeah. week. Like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, man. nah, that's bullshit, man. Yeah, like, I think they he should be suspended or something. I don't. I, I know you can't really do anything, but like, people need to vote his ass out. <laughs> I think he has to resign, man. I think people are turning on him now. All these group texts are getting leaked now, talking about how basically he was lying in a statement because they had planned this and his wife they. I think he said he hadn't lost power, but then they leaked the text and said that they were just freezing, so they had to go. And I don't know. I think people are turning on him. He got to resign, man. He, <laughs> he has to get out of here. You can't be doing that shit. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, good. Good that everybody okay. Good that y'all y'all all safe and warm. Hopefully, and and yeah. Shout out to Figgy and everybody at the six ten who stayed coming through. Rain, sleet, hail, snow. 
came through to gave you to give you all the news and all the updates and all that shit. So shout out to everybody who had to work and get on their grind this week. Me yeah. for me personally, man, it was like the, the a mini quarantine. Mm-hmm. I just stayed in my house and worked from home. So I was very <laughs> fortunate. Yeah. But I respect anybody who had to brave the elements, yeah. risk that dangerous ass ice on the freeways yeah. and the roads. The first responders. Just to get through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, oh, yeah, did, did you play in the snow? How, how'd you? Uh... Nah, man. I, I played in the <laughs> snow all my life up until 2016. <laughs> I, I don't give a shit about that, man. And it wasn't, it wasn't enough snow like that to play in it. But I, I did see some neighbors taking pictures in the snow and all this shit. Yes. I'm like, man, I don't give a fuck about the snow. Making low snow angels. Yeah, snow is overrated, man. I'm, it's just ice. Like, yeah. it looks so magical on TV. But then you get into it, it's just fucking ice, man. It hurts. Like if you, but see, if you live in it, man, it's a different story, man. Because you know, in Cleveland, I I grew up without a garage. We ain't have a garage, so uh, when it's time to leave in the morning, you have to brush the car off. You got to start the car warming up for like ten minutes mm-hmm. so it could get warm, and don't let it be like actual ice on the windshield. Otherwise, yep. you got to like scrape that shit. And then, not to mention shoveling the driveway, <laughs> it's just it's irritating, man. And that you got to get fully dressed to go start the car and all this shit. Go back in the house and kick the snow off your boots and it, man, nah, I'm, I'm cool <laughs> on that, man. <laughs> yeah, me too, man. I just stayed in my house. I know uh, my niece and nephews were playing out in it, but yeah, I, I'm not about that, man. I don't, I don't give a fuck about snow. Like that's why we live in Texas, man. We don't yeah. like snow. We don't like that shit, man. Yeah, if this become like a regular thing, man, I might have to relocate. I might have to go to Cancun. Man, you <laughs> might have to, dog. <laughs> but then it'll start snowing there, too. Who knows, man? You bring yeah. in natural disasters, Figgy. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> Shit's been fucked up in Houston forever, man. It's always been flood events and yeah. cold events. And it's never been, I don't remember it ever being this bad, but it's, yeah, it's fucking it's, crazy. It's man. strange, man. Like, not, then one day it'd be nonstop rain. And it's like, huh? <laughs> and the craziest thing is, like, I finally thought that we got through last year without, like, like the, the, the pandemic happened, but there was no big hurricane last year. There was no huge rain event where, like, everything got shut down. There was a little bit, but nothing huge, you know? I'm like, okay, finally we're on a good streak of no bad shit happening. Then right at the beginning of the new year, we had this shit come through, so. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunate, but yeah, hope hope all y'all are, are good and safe and doing okay. And shout out to everybody who had to work, whatever your job was, doing this shit during the week. So mm-hmm. shout out to everybody, especially at the station as well. So, all right, man, let, let's kick back and have a little more fun. Um, you did this, you did the uh, the Jim Jones tribute mm-hmm. to begin the show. <laughs> And he also has a new album out with Harry Fraud. I didn't listen to this shit, but I heard some good things. And uh, how do you feel about this new project from Jim Jones and Harry Fraud? So this project is called The Fraud Department, which I thought was kind of (laughs) creative. But um, I think the album is super solid, man. And one of the reasons I bumped in with um, like a little mini mix of Jim Jones is to show where how he started and where he you know where he is now, and he's one of them artists that that get better with time. 
a lot of times we we always talk about the artists that you know that start off hot and then they and then as years go on they start getting worse and worse where it's like man they need to hang it up but jim jones we could put him in that category of artists that 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 gets better with time so i i will put him up there with the push of t's the um the uh, i'm trying to think who else gets better with time um yeah the push of t's i, I would throw i would put jay-z in that category too as far as like yeah. the better with time type of artist and um yeah this but back to this project man this i think is one of his best projects like the production on there is A1, of course, because it's Harry Fraud. And um Jim Jones is actually spitting facts, man. He's spitting bars. He's on beat. It's not the old Jimmy who who is off beat and all this other shit, but like he's on there spitting knowledge, man. It's like the OG Jim Jones, not the young and dumb and you know, smacking koofies off your head, Jim Jones. <laughs> this is the, you know, this is the OG wise Jim Jones. So um yeah, this project is dope, man. Okay, so going to our gems and juice rating system, would you say it's certified or not certified? Qualified. I think it's qualified. Qualified. Like, he's certified. <laughs> <laughs> qualified. It's qualified, man. Okay. 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 I'm gonna check it out, man. Um, like I said, I did come around to Jim Jones and I I've, I've always liked Harry Fraud's production. So I'm gonna check this one out, man. I'll, I'll make some time this weekend to go ahead and listen to that. Um, did we talk about the bus? We didn't talk about this last week, so we could talk about this real quick. So uh, Erica Banks put out the remix to the bus it song with Travis Scott. Um, do you think this remix gave the song more life and do you even like it? Like, how, how do you feel about this remix of the song? It's... It's kind of strange with this song because a lot of people only know the song because of the challenge. So it's, sometimes it's kind of strange when I, you know, get in the car and turn on the radio and and hear the song on the radio. But um, I haven't really heard nobody play this. <laughs> like, I just ran across it on the Humble. I, I was on Twitter. I'm like, is this real? I had to double check and make sure it was like a real remix. And at the time, it, it wasn't even on title. So, um, but yeah, it's, it's real. I, I, the thing with this remix too, I'm not sure if they, if Erica Banks and 1501 put this together or if Travis like did a favor, he was sitting around in the studio and did this because they going around calling it the Travis, the Travis Scott remix. So I'm not sure if he was just in the studio and he just put something together, but, um, I, I don't think this, I don't think this remix is giving it more light. I think the the light is women shaking their ass to it. <laughs> so try, I, I don't get. Yeah, I don't even know how long this this remix is gonna last. It, this I I wouldn't even say it's better than the original one. Yeah. But um, yeah. I, 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 outside of that, I think as far as like Erica Banks, I think it's a big deal. He hopped on it. <laughs> It is a big deal, and um, we'll see. This I, I think this is where we're going to see what Erica Banks is as an artist, because this is when it gets hard. You know, anybody could have a hit. We've, we've known a lot of people throughout hip-hop history that, that have had a hit. And honestly, I don't even know if you would call this a full-on hit yet. Like, the challenge was big, but I don't think the song even charted that high yet. 
So it's hard to even call this song a hit objectively. Yeah. But I, I'm happy for her, man. Um, I know she's signed, I believe, to WB now. So she's Warner got Brothers. a major label. Yeah, so I, I know she has a, lab, a major label behind her. And I'm sure she'll have some more big features in the future. But this is kind of where we see her set herself apart. And we'll see like where she goes after this. Will she keep chasing the pop hit or will she? I don't know what she's going to do. Yeah. But we, we will see like where where she is as an artist um, in her next few albums and projects and singles after this. So Yeah. And I'm really confident. I'm really confident in her because listening to her last project, uh, which had um, bust it on there. Um, it, it was a bunch of bangers on there, man. This was bust it wasn't even my favorite song on that project. She had okay. like three or four different songs that was hard, and um, not to mention she had uh, damn, what's his name? The um, shit, I can't think of his name. Club, he had club. She had club god on there a couple times with oh, the production. Beat King, Beat King, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, he, it's it's another song on there uh, called "Toot That," which is, which is dope. I think. Oh Club, yeah, I heard that. Yeah, Club God did that, um, or Big King did that. But yeah, I think she got some shit in the tuck, man. If she stay with that formula, I think, I think she can um, do some things, man. I think so too, man. But we, we will see. Um, I think she's finally shaked the whole. Uh, the Meg the Stallion comparisons now. I think oh, she's, that's way gone. <laughs> yeah, I think she is now her own artist, but we'll see where she goes, man. And, and sidebar, I I, re, I remember seeing that video. I think they reposted it lately or recently of her doing the songs in Dallas in the club and nobody was feeling the shit. And this makes me think, like, do, do niggas only like hits? Like, can we only vibe out to hits? Because, like, this shit, like, I feel like if any other genre... Like if there was a artist doing some songs, like even if you do, you have to know the song to vibe to it. Like there are some <laughs> yeah. good hip hop songs I might never have heard of, but if the shit's dope, like I'll get live to it, man. But some people, if they ain't heard on the radio, if they ain't heard on TikTok, it's like niggas are dead in the crowd. I hate that, man. I hate yeah. that we only get hype for the hits yeah. in a live show. Yeah, I think sometimes you gotta. Sometimes you can't really pay that no mind because. Me back when I was performing, I used to get nervous and upset whenever you know I perform and people just standing there, not really yeah. doing shit. But I had to remember that you know I'm a new artist. Like people don't know who the fuck I am, and so they not about to get live to a song they don't know <laughs> right off the back like that. So sometimes you gotta look at it as you know maybe the crowd is listening. They you know they trying to get a feel for it. So um, maybe maybe Erica was in that stage of her career where you know she she was performing in front of a crowd that they didn't even know who she was like that, and you know it was a song they really didn't know, <laughs> and it was just kind of standing there because you, it, look um, whenever you see somebody like Migos perform a new song that nobody never heard before, you kind of see that same shit in the crowd too. You might see some people standing up and bobbing their head. But they don't know the fucking song. <laughs> so the, the crowd kind of be a little dead. And I always hated that too, man. I hate that nobody can get hyped for an opening act. Like, there's some good opening acts out there, man. And there's some people who are going to be big in a few years doing opening acts. And like, just because you don't know the song or just because you came to see somebody else, you can't get hyped. You can't dance. You can't 
do a little something, show them that you feeling, put your hands in the air. If they say put your hands in the air, do any like you can't even participate in the fucking performance just because you don't know the person. Yeah. Like I saw Janae Aiko early on when she opened for Nas. I think it was the uh the Life is Good tour. And like nobody was moved by any of the shit <laughs> she was doing, man. Like, but but fast forward a few years and now. You know, everybody going like you come just to see her now. She's going to be selling out shows and doing big things. But mm-hmm. back then she was making the same kind of music. Yeah. But nobody was feeling it because they didn't know her. Mm-hmm. I, I just wish we could be more in the moment as a people, man. I wish we yeah. could just like because sometimes I'll go through a show and hear something I never heard before. And I'll look it up and be like, damn, that shit yeah. was kind of fire. Yeah. I never like I, I didn't know who the fuck Skepta was before I saw him at ACL. Uh, and I only went to go see Jay Z mm. in ACL. I saw Skepta perform, and I became a fan. Man, his set was live. The shit was hype. Yeah, and I became a fan. Man, I wish there was more of that. Where just if you didn't know a person, yeah. you could still get hyped to their shit in the moment. But mm-hmm. but just just think about it like this: If let's say we go to a show and it was maybe thirty people in the crowd, it was thirty people in a small little venue at the House of Blues or something. And 20 of them people go there and they just get hyped for no reason, not even knowing the artist. They just start jumping around. Hey, hey. They not saying the lyrics, but they just chanting and all this other shit. Them other 10 people probably going to end up doing the same thing just for the simple fact that they're like, oh, shit. Like, everybody liked this song, so let me join in on it. But if those same 20 people was just standing there, everybody else going to follow suit. So that's true. I, I guess I'm saying this to say everybody are followers. <laughs> no, a hundred percent. And that's why Diddy Diddy apparently used to do this back in the day when he was trying to get bad boy on, he would come through with like a group of niggas and they would say to play somebody's record. And then they get real hype for that record when it was playing, even though nobody knew what it was. Like it was just a group of like 10 or 20 people getting super hype. And then everybody got hype after that, man. So yeah. People are followers, man. I wish mm-hmm. it was more of an organic, but it is what it is, man. It's just how, yeah. how people be. So no <laughs> use in getting upset about it. Mm-hmm. So let's get into some topics that happened this week, man. Some spicy stuff went down. Um, Meek Mill did some more stupid shit. And I guess we got to talk about this, man. Meek Mill is like, I really can't believe how, <laughs> like, he, the, the most... He was so clearly set up to be like, he didn't have to do shit, man. Because mm-hmm. remember, Meek Mill was a joke after Drake dissed him. Mm-hmm. Like, he he got killed by Drake. Then he went to prison over some bullshit, and he became like the hip-hop Nelson Mandela. Yeah. You know, everybody was saying free Meek. Everybody said free Meek. Yeah, ESPN. He had a do- <laughs> yes. He had a documentary made about him. Everybody was playing Dreams and Nightmares in the club. Like, everybody was getting hyped to Like, he had the easiest comeback of anybody. Mm-hmm. And then he fucked it up by being ignorant and stupid as soon as he got out, dog. Like, he didn't... It don't seem like he learned anything from his experience being locked up. Like, he came out the same ignorant-ass nigga that he was when he went in. Yeah, It's kind of sad to see, man. But people are upset about him this week. Because apparently he had a new song come out and he dropped a bar about Kobe. And the line goes something like this. He says, 
And I, if I ever lack of going out with my chopper, it'll be another Kobe, which is like a double entendre saying, you know, Kobe died in a helicopter. He going to go out with his AK-47, what the fuck you talking about? So now I'm not surprised somebody made this bar. Like, I figured some some hood rapper was going to make a bar like this. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, I'm going out like Kobe with my chopper or something like that. I'm not mad at the bar itself, but Meek Mill should have known better. Yeah. Meek Mill is too big to be doing this goofy shit. So what, what do you think about this, Biggie? Like, are people just being too sensitive or was it just an ignorant thing to say from Meek? I think... I think overall, whatever you say about Kobe is sensitive. Like, people still not over... It's been a year, and people still not over that shit. And I I think... I think, to me, the bar itself, if it wasn't Kobe Bryant, if it was, like, Pablo Escobar, if he, if he was in a helicopter crash and died, then it would be a fire bar. It'd be like, okay, yeah. that shit... That, that, that would be a hard-ass bar. But for the simple fact... The, that it was Kobe Bryant with his kids, or with his kid and other children was on that, other adults was on that helicopter. It's just way too insensitive, man. So like, I don't know, man. I think I I can't like me if I was rapping now, I couldn't do a bar about Kobe in that sense. So I, I to me, I think anything like this is out of line when it comes to Kobe. If it was anybody else, it would probably fly. But, but for the simple fact that Kobe died so young, he was what forty something, forty if that, and the way the way everything happened, like you can't to me, you can't make nothing like that. That's that's a little disrespectful. Yeah, man, I have to agree. Um, and, and and yeah, like. There is a double standard, I guess, because I feel like, like you said, if anybody else had this bar made about them, like it's just the fact that it was Kobe and it's been so soon. But, you know, there's been a lot of tasteless bars made at people's expense, man. Mm-hmm. Lil Wayne is famous for this type of shit, too, talking about the beat it up like Emmett Till yeah, and, to, and goofy shit like and, that. And to me, even like I never said this, but to me, the Whitney Houston lines is kind of whack. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, like whenever they whenever somebody talk about crack, they bring up Whitney. It's just mm-hmm. like, man, like that that was a real addiction that killed her eventually. So I don't even like those type of I kind of cringe at those lines. But yeah, but with the Kobe, I think it's that's that's a little too far. Yeah, he should have known better. And like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if somebody else did this, but. Meek, being the artist he is, being the guy who has a platform he does, like, you, you can't be coming out with Kobe Bryant lines like this, man. You can't be doing this shit. And I guess he tried to defend it, too, because he said something like, uh, oh, he, he this, is, this is a quote. He said, quote, somebody promo a narrative and y'all follow it. Y'all internet addicts, addicts cannot stop me shit like Zombieland or something. LOL. They paying to influence y'all now. It's almost like mind control. Wake up. <laughs> what the like? Meek Meek is too stupid to have social media, man. I, I, I've I've decided <laughs> he is too. He somebody needs to confiscate his phone, and only his press team can make tweets and and be on Instagram. Because 
what the, you said the shit, man. It's not like anybody. What is not? This ain't fake news. Dog. Yeah, this ain't a made up it, quote. They ain't taking this out of content. Yes, <laughs> like it, the, the, you said this, man. It, this ain't no lie or mind control, man. You ain't had to make a bar about Kobe. You did to get attention, and then the attention was bad. And now you acting like it's social media's fault. Like Meek is the most active on social media than anybody, man. Yeah. Like if any if anybody got an addiction, he does. Mm-hmm. So for him to say this shit is is goofy, man. Me, yeah. me gotta chill. And it's like, uh, like if you was to read this bar to Vanessa Bryant, how do you think she would be, uh, feel about this bar? You know what I mean? Exactly. So you kind of got to look at it that way. If you know, like I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not that guy that's saying you know you can't say this in raps and all this other shit. But you gotta be prepared if somebody get upset about it. Like, just think about, like, like no matter what it is, just think if you talking about somebody, making a bar about somebody, like, just imagine how they'd feel if they heard it. Like, are they, will they be offended? Will they understand? Will they think it's a joke? You know, will they be fine with it? So, he, it seemed like he didn't even do that. All he had to do was apologize. I, I seen some ignorant shit said by Moneybag Yo, too. Um, he made a tweet about the pandemic. Uh, he basically said, like, oh, I made a couple M's during this pandemic and I low-key don't want it to end. Oh, I see. And it's like, okay, yeah. good, good for you, money bag. Niggas died. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm glad you got a little richer. Yeah, niggas died. Um, niggas lost jobs. Yes. <laughs> yeah. People people going through it bad. Life's talking changed. about fucking dogs. Sometimes I wonder if we we should have just stopped rap when we were ahead. Like maybe we should have just stopped after Biggie and Pac died. <laughs> like yeah. I don't want to have the old head take on it, but these niggas are too ignorant, dog. Like yeah. it, it gets on my nerves, man. The thing is, um, I feel like nobody will call him out on it. Like you, see, we see all the crazy shit Kodak Black was saying, um, yes. crazy shit Lil Wayne was saying, just all these different. I don't know what it is. I, I just, I, at this point, I kind of just rather hear the music. Like, I don't want to hear your interviews. I don't want to see you on Twitter. I don't want to see you talk about politics. Like, just make music and stay out the way. Make your M's then. Like, I don't I don't care about what you got to say. <laughs> and I hate being reminded that the people that make the music I like are stupid. Like, mm-hmm. I just hate, I hate that, man. And I don't like calling people stupid, but when you say shit like this, when you tweet shit like this, when you put bars like this out, you're stupid, man. Like, there's no other way around it. And you don't have anybody around you that you listen to that's telling you this is a bad idea. Yeah. So it's fucking silly, man. It's like, I don't want to be the old head talking about how things were so much better in the good old days, but I feel like at least niggas were used to think before they said some things, you know? Yeah. And it's just ridiculous out here, man. These people are too ignorant to, to be leading any kind of culture. And it's really unfortunate to see. I know it's an old man, get off my lawn take, but fuck it, man. I'm tired of shit, dog. Yeah. Just imagine, it's getting annoying. just imagine what the rappers, um, the controversy back then, the rappers used to go through and it really wasn't nothing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just, maybe that that's the bonus of not having social media, yeah. you know, because I'm sure if Twitter existed back when Wu Tang 
was making hits. You would hear all kind of crazy conspiracy shit from them. And you would hear all kinds of like, maybe it's better. Maybe social media is the problem and not just the rappers. But I think if you're an artist, you probably better heard than seen a lot of times. And you just let the music speak for itself. But I just hate when, when you expose your views and they're very uneducated and very unthoughtful and very insensitive to people who are going through some real shit right now. So yeah, it's annoying to see, man, but whatever. It is what it is. (laughs) Uh, Other things that happened. Okay, so the Kim Kardashian and Kanye West, for anybody who thought it was fake and not going to happen, we've gotten pretty much confirmation now. I guess Kim Kardashian has filed for divorce officially. So it's over. No more Kim, yay. (laughs) (laughs) It's over. And one annoying thing is how people are acting like Kanye going to suddenly make good music again. That ship has sailed, y'all. Yeah. We ain't getting the 808s and Heartbreaks part two. Yeah. And we talked like the, we talked about this earlier, how rap, some rappers, they, you know, they get better with time. Kanye has not got, gotten better with time than me. Yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> he has hit a wall creatively, um, educationally um in every aspect he has hit a wall man and hopefully hopefully he gets better because i feel like a lot of the issues of this marriage were his own mental issues that uh, you know pretty much ruined everything probably so hopefully he gets better but yeah i'm not surprised this is over man some people were saying it was fake and just for promo and all this shit like nah <laughs> yeah. it's done so yeah We'll like, see how I, that goes. I wonder who gonna hook up with Kim K now. Is she officially on the mark or not officially? But I wonder who she gonna go to after Kanye. Like, is it gonna be another rapper? Or is it gonna be some rich white dude from another country? <laughs> I think I think she'll have like her on the low hookups, but I don't think she gonna be with anybody for a minute. Mm. I don't think she going to get, because honestly, like you can't, if you're Kim Kardashian, you are a public persona. Like you can't be seen with like some regular ass rapper now, you know? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's how she started though. Yes. That's how she but started. She can't, she, on the whole she can't go back now. to the, <laughs> she can't go back to the Ray J's of the world. Yeah. Tyga you know? or people like that. Yeah. <laughs> she got to move up. She might, her next husband might be some dude we ain't even heard of. That's a billionaire. Yeah. Kind of like Rihanna was dating for a while before they broke up. Yeah. That's what I, it might be like a king of some island or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I think he might be some foreign dude, but yeah, I think she'll have her secret hookup friends, but I don't think she going to be in a serious relationship unless it's like somebody of her status or bigger. So yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Who do you think Kanye gonna end up with? I don't know because he—he's—I mean, he's still—he's still going to church and all that stuff. He's still religious. So I don't know. It, it, it would be weird if it was some type of video vitsin or something like that. But I don't know unless he just quit the religion act and and get with a stripper or something. I have no clue who, who who he have interest in. Lori Harvey. Mm, when she, I know she yeah, with Michael B. Jordan yeah, now. That's a, but. that's a that's a good call. 
I can see that. Mm. Because it's it's so weird because I don't know why men hate Lori Harvey so much. It's like she don't do shit. <laughs> like we haven't heard her talk, which I'm kind of glad because I don't know how she is as far as like yes. her, you know, different views on things. And you know, sometimes whenever somebody talk and you see how they are, it's kind of like, uh, I'm not really feeling that person now. They need to be quiet. But if she if she keep doing what she doing now, not really saying shit and being mysterious, I could I could see that. I think it might that might be her next stop because <laughs> there there is the religious aspect. You know, Steve Harvey is very religious, so this might be like the one guy that Steve Harvey approves of. The only weird thing would be the age difference because Kanye is in his forties and she's like still in her twenties, so that would be kind of weird. But maybe if it was portrayed as more of a, a religious thing where he's trying to save her or his gun, I don't know. Yeah. I see that happening maybe once she's done with Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. I think but, Michael B. Jordan but still, is kind you of fake. But see, you don't even you still don't even know what her status is as far as Lori Lori Harvey and her religious beliefs. That's true. She, she could like she could be. I mean, I know she'd be out there, you know, showing everything, but she could be somebody that's you know very religious. <laughs> Could be, could be. I don't know. That'll be interesting, but we'll we'll see. It might just be some random stripper again. He might go that way. <laughs> <laughs> he might find the next Amber Rose and make her a star. So who knows, man? Who knows what's going to happen with that? But anyway, uh, best to both of them. I'm sure they'll figure something out or whatever. Yeah. Uh, something that happened last week we ain't talk about. Uh, did you see J- uh, Justin Timberlake's apology to Britney Spears and Janet Jackson? I didn't. He made a whole big post. I can't remember if it was on Instagram or just some leaked thing or something he put out. But he made a big old apology um, because there was a new Britney Spears documentary that's been, I think it's on Hulu or something. Oh, yeah. But it basically kind of spells out, you know, her whole history, her conservative conservatorship with how her father like is in control of her finances now because people say she was crazy and couldn't manage her own self or whatever and kind of going back on how the media treated her and you gotta remember man because I was looking at some clips and this is only like maybe 2005 2006 it wasn't that that long ago and some of this she was only like 10 years ago but niggas used to people used to tee off on Britney man Whenever she had a nervous breakdown, they would make jokes about it. They would call her crazy. It would make fun of anything she was doing that was, you know, she was going through a breakdown. Mm-hmm. And people late and all the late night comedians were making jokes about it. Yeah. Crazy time. Like imagine anybody having a nerve to do that shit now, dog. Yeah, nah, you instantly can't do that canceled. Now. Yeah, you cannot do that now. And it's wild thinking about it right now, how people used to do that shit. It's just like, damn, she was really the punchline. <laughs> yeah. And she was a kid at the time, man. Like, she was in her early 20s going through some crazy shit as a result of her superstardom. And, like, these grown-ass men were making fun of her for going through it, man. It's like, yeah, it's just crazy, dog. But anyway, apparently the documentary also, you know, has some things about Justin Timberlake and how he kind of slut-shamed Britney and how, you know, they were dating for a little bit. But then he he kind of said some bad shit about her. Mm. And also people brought up the whole Super Bowl incident with Janet Jackson that he never apologized for, never made amends for. And he kind of made jokes about it after it happened where Janet Jackson was damn near canceled after that shit. People forget 
like she they tried to get her out of here as that happened man her album flopped she couldn't do no appearances nowhere like she mm-hmm. suffered because of that yeah. and he got off scot-free mm-hmm. so he made some apologies some long-winded he opened up the notes app i guess basically <laughs> and made a long apology for how he treated britney spears and janet jackson and called out the misogyny in the music industry and how white men are favored over everybody, which is true. Mm-hmm. But also he had 20 plus years to make this apology and he just made it because a new documentary came out shitting on him. Yeah. So do you think this apology is sincere or do you think he's just doing it for maybe an album that he has coming out soon? No, that's second reason. I think he got something coming because he could have made that apology what ten years ago, <laughs> or you know, five years. He could have been made that apology, but it seemed kind of strange now for the simple fact that, I mean, I don't know if he's hot right now. Is he hot musically? It's, I wouldn't say so. He has fans still. Yeah, but. he still got the fans, but he's not peak Justin Timberlake right now. Like I, I'm not sure if um, if if he drop a single the world would stop. Like, I, I can't remember his last, I think his last album, I forgot the name of it, Man in the Woods or something. Yeah. I ain't even checked that out. But it's it's funny how now he's deciding to, you know, apologize for all this stuff. But he could have apologized when he was at the peak of his career and and mention all the, um, the shit that's going on in this music industry with, you know, men and white men and you know all this other shit but now it's kind of like I, i'm not saying his career is over but now when it's towards the end where it, it, the hype then died down now it's like oh yeah i apologize for this and i apologize for this and i know in the music industry all this shit happened you could have said that 10 years ago <laughs> So i yeah, like so it it take a documentary <laughs> to do that so I'm I'm not really I'm not really buying that at all. I'm, I'm kind of glad he did say it, I guess, but it don't move me at all. Yeah, man. Like I'm not gonna sit here and admit that I was never feeling any Justin Timberlake music because the Future Sex Love Songs album was hot, mm-hmm. Justified was hot. I'll give him props for that, but like his general attitude always made me sick, man. Like his his fuck the way he carried himself. I never liked it. I never liked him getting the invite to the cookout. I was as just they about say. to say that. <laughs> I never liked that shit, man. It's like, dog, he is not Michael Jackson part two. He dissed Prince. People forget about that. He dissed Prince because Prince said that, you know, sex, uh, you know, he had the song Sexy back. Prince said Sexy never left. And this nigga, motherfucker, Justin Timberlake had the nerve to diss <laughs> Prince. Like, dog, you better get on your knees and be happy he even acknowledged you, man, because he don't acknowledge everybody. Yeah. So that that annoyed me. And, and just his general, his fan base, I, I don't I don't like the, you know, treating him like he's, you know, an R&B king. Yeah. He's not. He's a pop artist who made some good rap-infused songs with some hot producers at the time, but he is not the Ushers. He is not the... Fuck it, he ain't R. Kelly. Yeah. I know it's blasphemous to bring that up. Yeah. But nah, he ain't R. Not. Kelly with it. Like he he had a couple good albums. And and besides that, he was just a 
I, I see him as a vanilla ice type. You know, he just lasted longer. Yeah. And when you look but, at and when you look at his career, look at somebody like a Miley Cyrus. I know, I know it's not she's not Justin Timberlake, but just look at her timeline, how she did she did her music or whatever, her I don't even know what to call her pop music. And then she linked up with Mike Will. Yes. And then it's like, oh, she's invited to the cookout. She's good. Yes. And, <laughs> and, and honestly, she started feeling herself a little bit. And then she I I guess she tried to go a different route. And the music wasn't people really wasn't feeling the music. And then she tried to link back up with Mike Will and all this other shit. It's like, nah, like it's over now. Stay on that side. Yeah. And to me, it's kind of it's kind of similar with Jay. I, I guess I would compare um Justin to J Lo a little bit. Yes. Because she was, you know, she had her moments where she was, you know, in the cookout. I know she she was in the cookout. She she had her hip hop music and all that, but once she switched over, it's like she didn't even acknowledge, you know, that she was, you know, dating Diddy and, you know, working with these hip-hop artists and all that stuff. She just went to a whole different world, which is that corporate white people world. And, you know, it's just weird when you try to go back to it, when you try to go back to the yes. roots and go back to when you was at your hottest. And this is like, nah, like, it's like, nah, we don't care about that now. And I'll even say this, man. I respect J Lo a little bit more because at least her roots came from hip hop. Yeah, you know she was a dancer on a living color. Like she, yeah. she had her roots in hip hop. Justin Timberlake came from a boy band. Mm-hmm. He was on start. Like he came from the white music era, yeah. and he the pop music, the corny bullshit at the time. He switched over because that shit died out quick, yeah. and hip hop was on the rise, and he knew that. And, plus, so, and I would even say um, he started working with um, Timberland and uh, and Pharrell. And, yeah, that's and, the Neptune saved him. The Neptune saved his career. Yeah, with without without that justified album, we would not even remember him. We put him in the same basket as the Backstreet Boys lead singer. You mm-hmm. know, the Neptune saved his career. Yeah. So. Yeah, like this this apology did nothing for me, honestly, and. Hopefully people don't forget the fucked up shit he did whenever his new album comes out or if he does a versus or whatever. Like, don't forget the fuckery, man, because he had, like you said, he had decades to apologize for the things he's done and he didn't. But now since it's, you know, it's in vogue to do this type of shit that now he's doing it. Yeah. I don't believe him. Yeah. Or if he want to try to get on black people's side again, he'll try to link up with Meek Mill, try to get a song with Meek Mill or somebody. (laughs) Wait, didn't he, who, who do you have a song with? It was with Meek. Yeah. Yeah. It was. I remember that. Yeah. That was, that was a terrible song. And he like teased, he like teased the song. Like, Oh yeah. (laughs) This is like, man, this was, this was right when Meek Mill came home too. Yes. I want to say. So Meek Mill was on fire. People was looking for some Meek Mill music. And this is like, man, get out of here, man. So I could see him trying to link up with the baby or something. Or, you know, or Lil Baby. And it's just like, man, oh nah, man. Like, once you got hot, you switched to that other side. Mm-hmm. And ain't you ain't link up with nobody like that. So, nah, man. This, to Stay me, on that side. To me, this is, a, I, I look at this as a Hail Mary. We we always talk about the Hail Marys where people try to, you know, go back to what they used to. He might try to make a justify two or something. So I uh, to me, this kind of smells like a Hail Mary. 
I think so, man. And and yeah, I'm not I'm not buying it. Uh, but we'll we'll see what he does. But I'm just like people don't forget, like like you said, he had years to apologize, and he didn't take that time before it was popular to be woke. He could have did this shit, but now since you know people getting canceled, he suddenly said something. So I'm not buying it. Uh, so Figgy, I know you are a big tennis fan, and we gotta talk about the goat getting smoked once again. <laughs> I did notice that a Naomi Osaka, I believe this was the Australian Open. Yes, she has officially won the tournament. She mm-hmm. faced off against Serena Williams in the semifinals. Mm-hmm. And Serena went out kind of sad, man. Yeah. What what is what is your take on this? Do you think Serena's just finished or like like what's what's going on with her, man? Is it just Naomi's era now? <laughs> it could be. I I I I seen a funny ass picture of somebody. Um I, I think I retweeted it. Somebody put like Jordan versus Kobe. And then somebody retweeted <laughs> it with the Jordan in the Wizards jersey versus yes. Kobe. That's, yes. I hate to say it like that because Serena is a she is a legend, man. She a goat, but I, I, she thirty nine. <laughs> she thirty nine years old. I ain't even think she, I thought she was like thirty six, but she about to be forty. And like I said, I think she still. I think she can still play tennis. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying she washed up, but as far as like the old Serena, I think she's not that anymore. I think she can still be competitive. Shit, her sister Venus is still playing. She's not, you know, top ten or nothing like that, but she's still playing competitive tennis. I just think I, I'm, I'm kind of worried, man. I'm, I'm not sure she's gonna get that twenty four. I don't think she's gonna get the twenty four, man. I, I thought she was. I thought she was gonna win the match, um, before it started. I, the, the way she was playing throughout this, um, tournament, I thought. I thought she was finally gonna get over that hump, but you got you got some strong women in here now. You got you got Naomi Osaka who who's a top dog. You got Sophia Kennan who was like number one. You got all you got all type of people to me that's better than Serena currently. So I just I just don't see it, man. I I, I just I just don't see her getting over that hump. And she had a great career, but. This match, she got smoked. You know, I hate to say it like that, but she she lost. Naomi ain't sweat at all. Yeah, I I thought it was gonna be a better match, and I'm I'm kind of glad it went quick because I was tired as hell. <laughs> yeah, I, it came on super late. Yeah, it came on like around ten o'clock, and it was it was over by eleven. So I'm, <laughs> I'm like cool. I'm like I could go to bed, but I ain't, yeah. yeah, but man. Uh, she's still a goat, man, but I I don't think she's gonna get to that number twenty four. Yeah, and I don't think so either, man. And it's kind of like Tiger, but here's the thing that annoys me about Serena, man. And like I I agree, she's the goat. I think she's the goat, but I think the way people prop her up, because I know, and you probably seen this too, the whole debate over the greatest athlete, <sighs> and. Yeah. People were saying Tom Brady is the greatest athlete, period. Not even the best quarterback now, the greatest athlete, period, because he got seven rings. And there was a, a huge debate over that because, you know, the, the, he number one, he wasn't the MVP of all his rings. Number two, uh, he played, his quarterback position is not as athletic as, say, a fucking Jordan, Kobe, Barry Sanders, like 
you can't yeah. say he's a better athlete than them physically. Yeah. But people were bringing up Serena. Because I didn't Serena understand was dominant. That. And I'm like, you can call her, like calling her the GOAT of women's tennis is enough. Mm-hmm. You cannot mix men's sports and women's sports, man. You just can't. Yeah. Like, I understand, like, People want, like, women want to be, feel represented in these arguments. I understand that. And Serena, she, she, I mean, she beat everybody. You know, she was very dominant, but you cannot, you can't mix and match the genders in sports, man. Like, you, you can't put uh, uh, Cheryl, what, what's her name? Uh, Re- Reggie, Reggie's sister, Cheryl. Cheryl Mil- Miller. Yeah, Cheryl, you can't put Cheryl Miller in there with Kobe. Yeah. Like you just can't, man. And so you, and you can you can argue and say she was better than Reggie Miller. <laughs> no, I mean in her respective sport, yes, yeah, she was more dominant than what Reggie was in his sport. Mm-hmm. But you can't mix and match, man. The the talent level is not the same. The competition is not the same. So that's the only thing that annoys me. And also, people they act like it's racist to criticize her if <laughs> when she yeah. plays like shit. Like, yeah. Serena has played like shit a few times, man, a good number of times. And if it was any other athlete, if things were really equal, we would chew them up, too. If yeah. LeBron went out like this, we you would not hear the end of it man, LeBron, from the fan base. If LeBron scored 15 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists, he's getting chewed up. <laughs> Yes, people still <laughs> people still bringing up the, the 2011 game. finals. Yes, <laughs> game the last game where he shit the bed and didn't do nothing. Mm-hmm. People still bring that up. Ten years after the fact, people still bring that up, <laughs> and we can't call out Serena for having a shit game. People are like just let her do her thing and be great. Like what? Yeah. Okay. Like like. <sighs> no, man, see, I was a little irritated too because you know I'm a t- I'm a tennis fanatic. I love tennis. Yeah. I, I actually watch. I will watch it without Serena. In it, like I'm a I'm a still watch tennis, but yeah. all these fake ass tennis people was coming <laughs> in. That's like, oh yeah, Serena versus Naomi Osaka. This is history. Like they played like three different times before yes. this. Now re- remember, remember flashback. Remember they played the first time and she went off on the referees and yes, the lines, yeah. This that was that Serena got beat in that game too. And I want to say they played like twice after that, and Serena got beat. So people was pumping this up like this is the first time this ever happened, and like, no, it's not. I yes. want to say Naomi like three and no. So it, it was just to me it was just goofy, and then it's like oh it don't matter who win and blah blah blah. Black women won. Like no, this is the competition, man. It's sports. It, yeah, like man. <laughs> I ain't hear nothing else about the fucking ten, uh, the Australia of Open. Not. Yeah, so, <laughs> so I, I mean, I was it was cool for me to be tweeting and seeing other people tweet the same shit. But outside of that, man, just the, the people just like, oh yeah, Serena, yeah, like y'all ain't been watching Serena <laughs> for the past couple years because she's she's good. Don't get me wrong, I'm not saying she's bad, but. She, like you can't sit there and think this the Serena from 15 years ago. <laughs> yeah, it, it's kind of like in golf when people only want to watch when Tiger's in it. Mm-hmm. But if you've been watching golf, you know that Tiger's beyond. Like he's washed up, man. Yeah. Like he might win a, a major here and there, 
but it's not going to be consistent like it used to be, man. There's a lot of people out there who are better than them now. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. Another thing that annoyed me, too, I know we shitting on Serena, but I got to get these takes off, man. <laughs> like, so th- there was a clip of the the woman she beat before the semifinals. I forget her name. But there was a clip of her getting angry and throwing her racket. Oh, yeah. And then that. people said, see, remember when Serena did this and they penalized her and fined her and said she and made the racist caricature. Like, OK, I get what point you're trying to make. But Serena did way more than throw her racket, dog. She got in the line judge face and cussed him out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. that is not every tennis player gets mad and throws a racket. Everybody does. Mm-hmm. It's not a big deal. She went above and beyond that. She got in the man's face, pointed her finger, called yeah. him a liar. <laughs> yeah, the thing like, it, the thing it, uh, with tennis is such a, it's such a proper sport. Like everything about tennis, it's not it's not like basketball where it's uh, shit talking and cussing and stuff like that. Tennis is so proper. They you you can't argue with it. We can't argue with the judge or the I forgot what you call the person, but you can't argue with that person. Like you see people, you know, throw their shit, throw their racket and all that. And sometimes you might get a point taken away. You might get a warning or something like that. But you can't sit there, argue with the person and and call him a liar and say, don't talk to me. And, you know, all this other shit like like they don't fly with that shit. It's it's not like this. This ain't no NBA ref. Yeah. Like they don't fly with that shit. Now, if the, if the young lady was doing that, then, yeah, that's yeah, a point. Yeah, of course. But it's a bunch of people who slam the racket on the ground or it, – it's, it's a bunch of people who's doing that shit, man. Some people – remember um, um, the Joker, Novak uh, Djokovic? Yeah. He fucking, he fucking hit the ball hard because he was pissed and hit somebody in the face, I want to say. Yeah. <laughs> he got disqualified. <laughs> he He got kicked out of the tournament for that. So, yeah, like, like I don't think they looking at Serena like, oh no, nah, like we only doing that because she black or, like, no, nah, it's it's rules to this shit, man. Yeah, she went above and beyond, and like I understand because no, there's definitely if if you listen to the commentary even back in the day, like you can tell people didn't like Serena. Yeah, they didn't want her to be the face of tennis, mm-hmm. and they always used to have some bad things to say about her. So I get that there were people who were just against Serena in the sport, but you can't call what that white lady did and what Serena did the same thing, man. It's not. Yeah. You know, Serena went above and beyond, and she honestly deserved to get called out for that shit because it was bad, man. Yeah. But um, Serena's always been very emotional, and, and that's just what happens sometimes. But yeah, it was just yeah. yeah that situation was it was a bad look, and not to mention she was facing Naomi Osaka. Yes. And. You know, that was her first time getting to that point, and she ended up winning. And people don't even realize that this is how you know people fake tennis fans. Like, Naomi Osaka apologized yes. <laughs> during the whole thing because she was because Serena was so upset, and Naomi started crying. She, yes, I she remember started, that. Yeah, she. I'm like, damn, it's kind of fucked up. I'm like, damn, I'm, I've been a fan since that point. But I'm like, damn, like that's that's kind of fucked up. It kind of... It, Really stole the spotlight. It did. You fucked up somebody else's day. Yeah. Instead of graciously <laughs> saying, "Hey, you know, you won. You were the better person today." You yeah. Know, she threw a temper tantrum on the court and then made the headlines about her. So. Yep. And that's all you. Um. Whenever you bring that match up, that's the only thing you 
um, get out of it is Serena yeah. Meltdown. Yeah, well, we're, we're good for Naomi Osaka, though. And yeah, Serena going to do her thing. She's still, like you said, better than a good number of women she on was, the tour. She was so. ranked like number 10. And I always, yeah. I always tell people, Serena being ranked number 10, number 15, number 16, that's still a cheat code for real, for real, because yes. she's still better than most of them. So but she, she don't. She she just can't. To me, with the elite, um, the elite women, I just think she struggled with them. She does, and and a lot of times she beats herself too, man. And mm-hmm. and that's a discipline thing too. But you yeah. know, it is what it is. I just got tired of the whole Serena is the real goat debate because, like, don't don't mix the sports, man. Like, yeah, and, let, and two, like, yeah, I meant to bring this up too. Tennis, you know, I love tennis, but I'm not putting that up there with basketball, football, and baseball. Like, I I put baseball in there, too. We talk about the three main sports. We're not bringing up rugby or we're not bringing up, like, some people bring up hockey. Some people, the only time people bring up hockey is Wayne Gretzky. But we only, when we talk about the GOATs, we we mainly talk about basketball, football, and probably baseball. Tennis, tennis is an individual sport, so I'm not saying it's easier or she had it easy or anything like that. But when, when you talking about like a Michael Jordan or a Tom Brady, these dudes are the leaders of a whole fucking team. Yes, and you know I know a quarterback is a little different because they don't play defense, but he necess- he he really got to put the team on his back. He got to get the team together and go out there and win. That's fucking hard to do. <laughs> And Michael and, and Michael Jordan case, you gotta really carry the team for real, for real. You the vocal person of that team. So it's not like tennis where, you know, you might be on your good game and, you know, knock it off. You it, it's more to it, man. That, and that's one of the reasons why uh basketball, football, baseball are, are like the three main sports over like a golf. Because in that case, why don't we, we might as well put Tiger Woods up there too. Yeah, and we never talk about Tiger Woods as the greatest athlete of all time like that. People might say the most dominant, but they would not say the greatest athlete. You know, like you yeah. can't put his athletic and he trained a lot. Like he trained his body hard, probably too hard because he fucked it up. But you can't put him up there with the the average NFL running back. You yeah. know, like it's two different games, man. Yeah. But, that's why I say the three main sports, man. The three, these three sports are the most, or two, I would say two, are the most brutal sports as far yeah. as you know basketball and football. I agree, man. And the thing about I, I just feel like women should have enough respect in women's sports to have it be its own thing. You know, I don't think women's women athletes should need to be validated by putting them next to men. You know. Yeah. Like, I'm a big MMA fan, and I, I watch a lot of UFC, and I like a lot of UFC fight women fights, man. Like, I like watching the women fight. There's a lot of skilled women out there, man. But I'm not going to put Amanda Nunez in the same category as Anderson Silva and say, well, she's the best pound for pound. She's up there with, a, you know, an Anderson she, Silva she or got more titles. GSP. Yeah, like, you don't do that. Like yeah. you say, saying she is the best female MMA fighter of all time is enough of a big accomplishment, man, because there are some good MMA female fighters out there. Mm-hmm. Same thing with basketball, same women's basketball, women's tennis, 
say they're the best female athletes. Don't mix and match the genders, man, because you know, like, it's not the same thing. I think women's sports should be respected enough to stand on its own. It don't need to mix and match. Yeah, and I respect women's sports just as much as men's. I'm not looking down like, oh, yeah, those just the ladies. Like, I I really enjoy tennis, uh, women's tennis. Me too. Like, they be getting busy. To me, they a little more entertaining than the men. So, I, yeah, so, I, I, you know, it's no disrespect. But, yeah, it's to me, it's, it's two different situations to me. It is. And, and they should respect women's sports enough to just be like, okay, saying you're the best female athlete of all time is enough. You don't have to say you're the greatest with men, too. You know, yeah. like say, say, say it is what it is, man. And that should be enough. That should be a big accomplishment. But by saying that Serena is a goat and, and not Tom Brady, that's just kind of saying you don't think much of women's sports. To yeah. say that you have to be with the men to be appreciated or be highly regarded. So that is how I feel about it, man. Let the women be great on their own. Like, don't ma- compare them to men to make them seem greater. Because it's enough of a good accomplishment to be the best female out there. There's a lot of females in the world, man. A mm-hmm. lot of them play sports. Yeah. It is tough to be the most dominant in any sport. So yeah, that's my thoughts on it, man. Yeah, and then, and then yeah, then to add to this, I, I feel like tennis got a lot of females in it. It's not like it does. It's not like um, basketball where it's not that many, you know, professional <laughs> um, female players. It's 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 a shit ton of female uh, female tennis players. People people honestly people think that tennis is a woman's sport. Yeah, like let's be real, man. Yeah. like if you if you're a man who plays tennis, people will look at you kind of funny in America. Yeah, you don't you don't really see guys that's like, hey, I, I want my son to play tennis. It's more of a <laughs> it's more of a fe- no for real. It's more of a no, female you're right, thing. You're right. Yeah, it, it, like guys is is usually the. Basketballs, the footballs, the baseballs, the soccer's, and stuff like that. But yeah, man, I, shit, Serena. I think Serena is a goat, man. <laughs> she is, man. But like, just don't put her with Tom Brady. Don't put her with Michael Jordan. There's no need for that, man. Like, just say she is the best female tennis player of all time. That's good enough because there's been a whole lot of them mm-hmm. that have been good. So yeah, my these are thoughts of a couple of men. <laughs> some women's <laughs> shit again so <laughs> at least i'm a, uh, at least i'm somewhat of a tennis uh analyst i guess yeah you so, are man yeah but yeah there's our, our thoughts on that and uh like we said congratulations to naomi naomi osaka um good job with corday for getting in there early too yeah he know, was like in there early quick. yeah <laughs> but that was before she was like woke woke too yeah she was before she got real big yeah. like she was she was bubbling people knew who she was but she got bigger even after the fact so yeah she's she's yeah. a um i want to say like a hip-hop hip-hop type of star now because she yeah like a, a lot of people a lot of black people know who she is now and that's i think once serena go i think that will be the face of black tennis <laughs> No, 100%. Yeah. And the fact that she's Asian as well and, like, uh, Haitian and Japanese, like, mm-hmm. there's a whole cross-continent 
racial aspect there too. So yeah, she's gonna be a star, man. She already is a star, but she's getting bigger. Yeah. Do you also think it's kind of weird that her and uh, Corday look alike too? Is it just me? It, yeah, it's I'm- weird, man. <laughs> I'm not sure if if they they're hanging out too much. Where you know how you hang out with somebody, you start looking like somebody. Like yeah. I, I kind of look like my wife a little bit. <laughs> Probably we make the same facial expressions and all this other shit. But I don't know if that's it, but they definitely look like they could go for brothers and sisters. They look like brother and sister, man. <laughs> like you could introduce them as brother and sister. Like if you didn't know them and somebody just told you, hey, look at uh, Naomi's brother, mm-hmm. anybody would say, I see the resemblance. Yeah. They look exactly alike, man. It's, yeah. it's kind of scary. Yeah. Like if he was in the crowd while she was playing and they panned the, the video to him, you'd be like, <laughs> okay, that might be your brother. Or <laughs> Yeah, I see it. And you wouldn't think that was her dude. (laughs) (laughs) They they do look a lot alike, man. I thought it was just me who thought that. I'm glad you see it, too. So, (laughs) yeah, kind of creepy, but, I mean, hey. Maybe he got some Japanese and Asian in him, too. (laughs) He might. He might. But good for him, man. He ain't got to make another album (laughs) if he don't want to. For real, man. Marry that. I would have married her so quick. (laughs) I'm sure he will. I'm sure he will. He seemed like a good dude. Yeah. Remember when we was so critical when we found out she was dating him? Yeah. He was like, who the <laughs> fuck is this nigga? Why, like, why be in Corday? Who the fuck yeah. is this dude? We thought he was like a NBA young boy or something because of the initials. I, I was hating because I thought I thought that Naomi at the time, like she needs to focus only on tennis. And I was like, man, what if she start slipping? Like she struggled after she beat Serena in that one. Yeah. Uh, tournament so i was like maybe she's falling off i'm blaming corday now <laughs> fuck yeah I, I was talking shit i'm like man i ain't even hear his music <laughs> and then, once i listened to him i'm like damn he kind of he kind of all right <laughs> no he's nice man he's nice yeah. so yeah respect to them i respect the relationship now i didn't have first i was hating yeah but now that, i respect that's it. that's low-key my favorite couple man like move out the way russell wilson and sierra <laughs> Like Corday and Naomi, my favorite couple. Dog, I re- I don't know if you read some of that GQ piece on Sierra and Russell Wilson. That shit made me sick, man. <laughs> it's like I-, I understand you love your wife, but the the extent of which they fucking pour it on each other and put it out in the public, it's like some. It- it's uh, how can anybody not get sick of that shit, man? Like the the fact that they 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 bring up things like. You know, every week we 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 sit and talk about if we love each other enough lately. You know, if we've shown our love enough. Like it's yeah, you gotta read it, man. It's ridiculous the, the ways. <laughs> like okay, we get you love each other, like mm-hmm. but they 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 pour it on so much and they do all this extra stuff. And it's like I don't want to judge anybody's personal life, but it, it just made me sick hearing that shit, dog. I'm like, uh, I think the I'm part- like. I think the part that bothered me with them is other women like, yeah, that's how a man should be. Like you if like if Russell wasn't a damn football player, you would not be you'd be calling this dude corny. <laughs> like like not nah, like, I don't know. I, I feel like women are so indecisive. No, they are, man. And it's like they, uh this debate been going on forever. The whole Sierra Russell Wilson, is he a nerd? Is is you know all all this shit. So I'm sick of that part too. But yeah, I, I just any any relationship that's too public to me, I don't like. Like mm. keep that shit secret, man. That's why I think Lori Harvey and Michael B. Jordan are a fake relationship. 
I think this is a press promo, mm. you know, something to get them both more more notarized. Because remember, yeah. uh, Michael B. Jordan was on the fences with the black community for a while. Mm-hmm. You remember, I like all type of milk. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> black women were not fucking with Michael B. Jordan for a minute. Mm-hmm. But then he comes out, he's suddenly the world's sexiest man out of nowhere. And now he's with Lori Harvey. And yeah. now when black women loves them to Michael B. Jordan <laughs> right now, mm-hmm. I think this is a fake PR press relationship, man. I don't think it's real. And the fact that they're so extra about every single thing they do. Yeah. Oh, he, he rented out an aquarium for Valentine's Day because their favorite animal is a turtle. So they sat by the turtles and had a <laughs> like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> and women, women were looking at that like, see, where are these men at? Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, okay. Let let uh date you the five black billionaires that can afford that shit. Yeah. See, good luck. Yeah. See, that's why I'm glad I'm out the game, man. Because I I, I can't I ain't got time for. Women throwing that at me, like, see, I need to start doing stuff like that. <laughs> like, I'm a normal dude. Like, I, I mean, I could be romantic, but I'm a normal dude, man. I, I, I don't mind. I, I would like doing takeout and watching Marvel movies all day or something like that. Yeah. Like, no, don't try to put all this pressure on me because Michael B. Jordan is doing this shit. One thing I've learned, man, like you, you can't be judging real life off of Twitter. Yeah. And that's what makes me feel good. Cause I feel like if you get on Twitter for too long and you, your reality starts to get warped and you start to think that men and women really do feel this way. But then when you go offline for a while and go into the real world, talk to real women, mm-hmm. like you realize it's not the case, man. You realize it's the same shit has always been. Women ain't really expecting you to rent out an aquarium, no goofy shit. They, their standards aren't as high as they tweet about, yeah. you know? So, yeah, it, it's all for show on social media, man, and for retweets. It's not real. So that's mm-hmm. one thing that keeps me positive, the fact that I know this is all a performance for social media, and it's not real, real. So Yeah, speak, speaking of Michael B. Jordan, man, uh, so I'm, I've been binge watching The Wire, so I'm on season two now. But, okay. Um, but it was funny as hell seeing Michael B. Jordan in in the wire, man. He looked it like was. he looked like a dusty ass, ugly ass dude, man. <laughs> you would have never thought he would be probably the biggest actor to come from that show, man. I know, yeah. And there was a lot of actors in that show, man. Yeah. <laughs> but just seeing him in that, I'm like, man, look at him with the dusty ass braids. <laughs> corny ass dude yeah (laughs) (laughs) got killed and it it like never was even a big deal because nobody cared that much (laughs) yeah never heard his name since (laughs) yep he was more famous for the dude saying where's wallace where's wallace (laughs) but there was nothing about his appearance that made it memorable yeah and i think before that he was on soap operas too so oh yeah yeah. yeah, i think so yeah yeah you would have never thought he would be the biggest actor to come from that whole show man but Mm-hmm. Props to he's him and his agent. Yeah, he's been around for a minute too. Yes. <laughs> and he seemed like a young dude that's like like somebody new. But he be, he literally he was on hardball. <laughs> that's yeah. hardball. So it's I don't know, it's just funny seeing them all grown up now, I guess. The Steve Harvey mustache, yeah. <laughs> Pretty funny, man. Uh you've been watching anything else, man? Anything? Um, on TV or yeah, I started seeing. I started this show on Hulu. Well, this show come on Netflix or not Netflix, but FX called A Teacher. 
I don't know if you heard of that. Okay. But, but um, it's probably one of the most uncomfortable shows you can watch for the simple fact that it's this hot teacher or this, yeah, this hot high school teacher. And she ended up talking to or hooking up with this high school student. Yeah, I'm I'm like I'm like maybe three or four episodes in, but it's so uncomfortable for the simple fact that I used to work in the high school, and you know, as a grown ass man, you kid like anybody in high school is off limits. You can't look at the yes. kid like that. But for the simple fact that she was like picking this dude up in the car before they started fucking around. She um and the funny thing is this show is based out of Austin, so um she took him to UT to check out the college campuses and all this other shit and it was just so fucking weird, man. It's just like man, as a teacher, you can't do that type of shit, man. Like you can't put a student in your car, <laughs> you can't you know you can't close the door where it's just you and the student in there and shit like that, and texting the student and you know following them on Instagram and shit like that. That shit was just so cringeworthy. My wife, wife, she was watching it. She was just like, man, I can't watch this shit. Like, this shit is disgusting. And she was, like, having dreams about the uh, the student. And the thing is, she married. <laughs> she got mm-hmm. she got a husband. So it was, it was crazy. But I'm, I'm going to keep watching it. There was another show, I think it's on Hulu, too, that had the same premise. I don't know if it's the same show, but it had Kate Mara in it. Um, who was on House of Cards? Um, She—that's a teacher show too, where a teacher is hooking up with a student. I don't know if it's the same thing or if it's just a trend in shows right now. But yeah, that's strange, man. Yeah, yeah and, that's and, the same show. Yep, that's oh, the same okay. show. Yeah. Okay, I saw a preview of that, and I was like, I thought about watching it too, but I was like, eh, I don't know. It's kind of funny it's though. Be I, weird. I'm kind of into it, but it's just strange. Like, man, like this. I don't know. As a teacher, like I, I would never do anything like that. I, don't, I wouldn't even talk to a high schooler now or anybody eighteen now. <laughs> I just can't imagine being in the workplace like that and having feelings for one of your students. I'll, I'll just watch some shows and be jealous because none of my high school teachers were hot. Mine either. Like, <laughs> I, I had one really good looking Spanish teacher in college. Like she looked, she looked like Penelope Cruz, man. Like she was super fine. Damn. But that's the only teacher I can remember that I felt anything for. <laughs> you know, all my high school teachers were old, either men or old women, yeah. and uh, yeah, I never felt anything like that for a high school teacher. Yeah. But hey, man. <laughs> That shit do be happening though. It's crazy. I I was telling my wife that I'm because you know once in a while you see a teacher getting busted for fucking a student. Yeah, man. Just imagine the percentage of teachers and students relationships. Like it, I think it's super high. So I th- I think the people that get busted are the ones that's like, damn, like he got caught up in that. But I'm gonna keep doing my thing. I think it's a lot of teachers. Messing around with students, not just like men messing around with the females. I think it's a lot of women teachers messing around with, you know, these men students, boys students. Hundred percent, hundred percent, because it's seen like, and even when it happens, it's always portrayed as like, well, the female teacher was a victim because yeah. the male student. And usually, here's what I'd be getting mad at: I'd be getting mad at the students <laughs> because these niggas can't keep their mouth shut. 
Mm-hmm. I'm like, if a fine teacher's giving you some ass, yeah, like dog, don't be telling all your friends, man, because your friends gonna want a piece too, and they're gonna start the blackmail shit, and it's yeah. gonna get bad. Like, not, if I had a fine teacher, I would be smashing in silence. Yeah, and not even that, man. Like the kids don't even be wanting shit. They just be going around blabbing their mouth. Yes, as as just rumors. Like, oh, guess who? Guess who she fucking? Guess who he fuck? Like that's all it is, and you fuck that up by yes. just telling. I, I, I'd be mad at the students, man. Yeah. And it's like, it, it'll be one thing if it was like a teacher coming on super strong, but usually it's like, you know, like niggas, you know, yeah. kids be young and horny, man. They be trying to get anything. Yeah. So Yeah, if it's like a teacher that's 26 and you 17, but you kind of look <laughs> 24, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. I don't know. Like people, I understand people saying that's wrong, period. And I understand that. But I don't know. As a man, like I would definitely want to have like a fine ass teacher I could smash when I was in my senior year of high school. And I wouldn't be fucking telling the whole block about it. But that's just me, man. I understand. Sexual yeah. predator shit is wrong, period. We're not condoning any of that shit. So get yeah. off our case, people. Yeah. And just in general, man, just people, um, I guess, opening their mouth, telling who they smashed. I always thought that shit was corny, man. Me too. I did that I did that shit one time with a couple friends because I thought they was, like, super cool. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you you went to the so-and-so house, huh? I'm like, yeah, we yeah, she spent the night, blah, blah, blah. Man, tell me why that shit got all over the, uh, got back yeah. to her somehow. I'm just like, man, and I, and I know the two dudes I told. I ain't tell nobody mm-hmm. else. I told those two dudes, and I'm just like, nah. And she, I think she, yeah, she hated me since. Yeah, so I learned I'm, that a long time ago too, man. Don't don't be pillow talking with your niggas because they gonna spread the shit around. Yeah, and yeah, it's it's. It's yeah, I, I'd never pull up to I'd never tell nobody who I'm messing with or anything. <laughs> man. Like I just nah, like like if Do your dirt by your lonely, man. Yeah, only me. Great man wants yeah, to. if anybody found out, that girl said something. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> but people be talking regardless. That's what I've learned too. Like if you meet up, like I, I work with some girls I was messing around with. But I never told anybody. I know they didn't say anything, but they would just notice like I'd be going over there talking to them a whole lot <laughs> and they'd be making up the rumors anyway. Yeah. So I'm like, man, I can't do nothing about that. But mm-hmm. anyway, um, <laughs> anything else going on this week, man? Anything else you want to touch on real quick? Uh, nah, that's it. You ain't watching nothing new? Did you? Uh, you, you never you never watched the show you're on it, did you? I still haven't, man, because <laughs> I don't have showtime. I got to uh-huh. like go through some other channels to watch it but uh, and I, I i will i think i like binging shows man so you can binge it now it's over the season okay over. yeah so, so you i'll go ahead it. and watch it now i don't like waiting same thing with wandavision like yeah. i'm not gonna sit and watch, <laughs> wait for 30 minute episodes man i'm gonna watch the whole thing yeah they teasing so. the hell out of people too man i've been watching it it's just like damn that's it <laughs> i don't like the like 30 minute i don't like that man number one 30 minute, uh, nine 30 minute episodes is not a season. Yeah. It would be one thing if that was like an hour long, but nine 30 minute episodes is not one season, man. I don't care what they want to call that. That's not a season. Like, what the fuck? They, 30 they, minute episodes, man. Do you think they cheat in the, um, the system with that? It's kind of like when Kanye did the, the full albums, which were six songs on there, that was maybe 30 minutes or something. 
Disney Plus is is a scam right now, man. I feel. I agree. I feel I like so. they don't have enough content to keep people around long term. So what they're doing is bringing out these shows one after another, thirty minutes long, but they're making it weekly. And right after this, after WandaVision is done, they start the Captain America show, <laughs> the, the the Captain America and the Falcon or whatever, the, the yeah. Falcon and Bucky Winter Soldier thing, whatever, with Anthony Mackie yeah. in it. That starts right after WandaVision ends. So it's kind of a scam to mm. keep the Marvel fans there because they don't have enough original content to keep people around long term. Yeah, and plus, I, so. knew, I knew it was a scam for the simple fact that um, it was a show, I think it was a movie on there. And it was advertising like, oh, yeah, uh, Disney Plus exclusive, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, I'll check that. I went to it. They wanted me to pay for it. I'm like, huh? That too. I'm like, wait, hold on. I'm paying. I'm, I'm, I was paying like fucking $14.99 because I had that and plus Hulu and ESPN. It was like a three-thing package or something. But I'm like, I got to pay for this movie to watch it? And I got yes. Disney Plus? I'm like, nah, man. I'm, that was bullshit. That's why HBO Max is the king, man. They're putting out this exclusive movies you ain't got. They put Wonder Woman out there day one. Yes. You ain't have to pay extra for that shit. But Disney Plus put Mulan out, and you had to pay for it, plus yep. with your subscription. I'm like, it was like 30 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, dog. Yeah. For a two-hour movie? Come on, man. 30 bucks. Yeah, you're not paying that in a movie theater. That's ridiculous, man. So yeah, HBO yeah, Max is the king, man. And they just, they remastered Sex in the City too, so yeah. it don't look like an old ass Seinfeld show. It <laughs> <laughs> looks yeah. super clear, but um, yeah, HBO is the max. That's why I've been binge watching um, The Wire. Yeah, HBO Max is the king of streaming services right now. I think, man, they got the new Justice League. Well, the newish Justice League movie coming out next month too. So. Mm-hmm. Good stuff on that platform, man. I recommend it for anybody who is in the market looking for some shit like that. So, yeah, uh, yeah, that's about it, man. Let's let's hit the Anita. Let's wrap this thing up, man. <laughs> yes. Well, once again, we'd like to thank everybody who listened to the podcast this week. Um, hope y'all are safe. Hope y'all got running water. Hope y'all got power. Hope y'all managed throughout this whole tough week. Been a tough week, man. But yeah, uh, shout out to everybody who who maintained, helping people out, doing charity. Uh, y'all, y'all are very important to the city, man, and we appreciate your efforts. And and yeah, so so keep keep it up, man. We ain't out the woods yet, hundred percent, but we're getting there. Shout out to Figgy, of course, keeping the station afloat by his lonesome damn near. <laughs> so shout out to him as well. Uh, anybody else? Oh yeah, of course. Tab Tech, a longtime friend of the show. Yes. Uh, he, he got he. Uh, we got Samsung Galaxy earbuds, I believe. They yes. Are. He hooked us up, man. Shout out to my man yes. Tab Tech. I got the Samsung Galaxy Live earbuds. Samsung was, Galaxy Live. I was listening to these before the before the podcast, and they got the noise cancellation on it. Okay. It, it, so it's pretty dope. I never. I I usually rock my um my. Apple i the AirPods, mm-hmm. but um, I tried these. These was pretty good, man. Got a little bass to it. Got a little kick to it. Okay. So, yeah, man. TabTechOnline.com. He got everything from phones to to AirPod AirPods. He got the earbuds, and we got something special. We got announced too, February twenty eighth. 
February 28th. Yes. Next week, we'll be announcing an exclusive collaboration with the Jim to Juice podcast and Tab Tech Online. Gonna have a fun little giveaway for y'all. Mm-hmm. So stay tuned, stay connected. We're gonna give some good shit away. I told y'all, man, it's gonna be a prosperous year for us all, mm-hmm. including you listeners. So stay tuned, man. We're gonna keep providing the fire. We ain't done. <laughs> Uh, any other shout outs, man? Uh, Jasmine, of course, maintaining doing her thing behind the scenes. Appreciate her efforts as well. Um, Jay Bell uh, did a great uh, 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 podcast with us last week, too. Check that out. Talking about Jews and the Black Messiah, as well as some spicy Valentine's Day takes, too. So check that out if you missed it last week. Mm-hmm. And shit, I think that about does it, man, for everybody who's maintaining. Stay strong. Stay black if you black. <laughs> and, and we gonna get through this, man. But shout out to everybody who listens to the podcast. We appreciate y'all. We love y'all. Keep doing your thing. And we out. Baby, baby.